Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? This is the El Nino podcast. I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. I want to thank everybody who's been sharing, subscribing, supporting. Thank you. I appreciate you all. Um, I hope you guys have been enjoying the sunshine and the good days. I know it's been hit and miss. You know, Michigan, it's always hot and sunny one day. Next minute, it's storming and raining and all kinds of stuff going on. But, you know, it all coincides with each other, man. And big shout out to the ceasefire team, man. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, we're in Greek town helping with crowd control, helping keep the peace and make sure everybody gets home safe and alive. So um, shout out to the team, man. When you see us down there, if you're in Greek town, give us a salute. But, um, you know, everything's been good. I hope everybody's been doing well. Um, you know, I know things are starting to get back to normal, people getting back into the swing of things, you know, and hopefully, you know, I know slowly but surely, you know, we're starting to do away with COVID and stuff like that. So it's just nice to see society and everybody back in motion again. But um, so today, man, we got some local talent that came here, uh, her and her mother, and I'm, I'm, you know, really grateful and honored to have them here and be able to share their story with us and share their journey. And, um, you know, so I'm going to introduce uh, Veronica and Serenity. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Veronica, Serenity. Yeah. This is Serenity Atkinson, and um, she's a model. She's a local model. She's very talented. Uh, her mother reached out to me so we can, um, you know, give her the platform, let her utilize it, let her promote herself. And, you know, hopefully for all the viewers here, you guys will see this and support this in every way that you can. Yep. <laughs> so, um, Veronica, tell us a little bit about where you're from and, and you know. Well, we're from Southwest originally. Um, what part of Southwest you guys from? Well, all over. We lived all over Southwest. Okay. Um, but right now we're on the east side of Detroit. We recently fixed a house to live. Okay. And, and that's where she's running as Miss Teen Hazel Park. She lived, We live in Detroit, but she only gets Hazel Park because she's been in the school system since okay. it was, she was little. Okay. So Serenity, how, what's it like having a mother? Cause I'll tell you what, I've been seeing nothing but posts and videos <laughs> and pictures. And every time I look on Facebook, there's like 10 new posts of all these pictures and modeling gigs. And what's one of the latest ones you did with, at the Al Wasam store? Like that was yeah. so dope. And I thought that was great to see local businesses supporting, you know, local talent, you know? So what was that experience like, you know, making a, making the, uh, what was it like a commercial or was it just a little video shoot? that you did a little modeling uh video shoot it was a promotional video for like the pageant that i'm gonna be in okay that's dope so uh, tell us a little bit about that well the pageant's gonna be the miss teen michigan pageant and if i win that then i'm gonna go on to the miss teen united states wow so okay. that would be great i hope <laughs> <laughs> that's dope so how did you guys end up getting connected to el wasam <laughs> through instagram okay. through instagram, through instagram. <laughs> that's great i mean that's how you network is on the internet the world is at the tip of your fingers that's how you get connected with people yeah we just keep posting i apologize to keep i'm not really apologize but uh that that i wanted to keep getting her picture out there so eventually somebody will see who she is and Thank you for the time to even have us over here so she could tell now they can know who she is aside from just her picture because she's way more than a pretty face. We were just waiting. Figure if we could put the pretty face out there, then somebody will eventually take time like you did today mm -hmm. to get to know her. So thank you for that. 
Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, you know, the whole title of my show is Real Everyday People. So it's for the people. You know what I mean? It's so that, you know, people have an opportunity to come to share their stories, to share their journeys, um, you know, to promote themselves and get the support, you know, and the sponsorship and, you know, that they deserve and that they're seeking. And, you know, I'm just happy to be a vessel and be able to contribute to that, you know. And I think that, you know, uh, you know, People, even, you know, this generation of, of young people are just so talented and, and very intelligent. And, you know, I just think that it's important for, you know, everybody to be able to support one another. And like modeling is just like a whole nother avenue of, um, you know, of success, you know, for for our younger generation, you know. It's like and, a whole and, different world. I didn't yeah. realize how cool Detroit was until we started getting into this modeling world. Like two months ago, she was just a painter with me. We are, but far more than that. She helped me build my house. So let's go back two years ago when we were homeless. I'll put this out there. Serenity would help me with no, she'd help me paint houses even though we were in a homeless shelter and we had no cars. And so we take the bus up and down Pontiac to get to um, Haven's Women's Shelter and the, to take the buses. And now the buildings that she catch, used to catch the bus in, she gets to go inside a model in front. So I think wow. that's probably like the coolest thing. We pulled up the first day and she was just like, Mom, we did it. Th what did you say? It was 360? That what it was? Yeah, it was like yeah. a whole like. No, it was a 180 because it's yeah, completely around. Completely around instead of going all the way like around because then you're back mm -hmm. on your stuff. <laughs> Yeah, because if you say, and everybody gets it confused, and uh, because everybody says I did a whole 360, but 360 means that I started here and came right back to where yeah, I started. Yeah, we don't want to go back. So if you say a 180, <laughs> no, no, no. that means that I just turned the tables, you know yeah. what I mean? And I had to learn that because I'm like, yeah, I did a whole 360, and everybody's like, well, you went nowhere. You went right yeah. back to where you came from. So, you know, just to clear that up for all of us and all of you guys who was confused too, so stop playing. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no shame. You know, I'm like, you know, being homeless, um, living out of a shelter, like, you know, I, I remember when I was when I was a kid, man, um, I had to I had to go to a uh, to a battered women's shelter with m my mother, me, my mother and both my younger brothers. And we went there downtown. And I'll tell you what, it was a hell of an experience, you know, and it was very stressful for my mother because, you know, when she went there. Um, she was having a lot of problems with a lot of the women there. You know, it was predominantly black women who ran the place. And my mother, you know, even though she's Mexican, she was real. She, My mom's real pale skinned. And like, you know, they were trying to buffalo my mom. And, you know, like my mom was already under all this distress that she was going through at home. You know what I'm saying? And then to have to go here and, you know, got not really get a chance to relax or to heal or anything. Like, because they got rules and, and policies and procedures and all that stuff and it was just like really hard on us all and i remember me and my brothers like we only had one room with one bed and a chair and we all had to manage to live in there you know what i mean so that was like a hell of an experience and you know for you guys to have to go through that you know i really sympathize because i know that that's not easy you know but i know that coming from the neighborhood that we weren't always taught su to succeed but we were always taught to survive. to survive yeah. you know what i mean and uh you know, and, and that's just part of the trenches, you know, is, is going through realistic things like that, you know. But but what's so rewarding is that once you get through it and then you start to build yourself and your life back up from that point, 
you know. So how was that experience for you, Serenity, to have to go through that, you know, at such a young age, you know? Well, actually, I think we were homeless around two points in my life. Yeah, yeah. around two. Um, mm-hmm. The first time was, I was around, I was I think I was in preschool or kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time. And I remember it was like, we were in Pontiac, right? A while ago, mm-hmm. yeah. And I all I remember from that time was, we used to get, I know this sounds like real dirty, but we used to get lice from there. Mm-hmm. And one time my sister, she used to play with the little girls there because there was like this one little t- little girl. She was like three or four. Mm-hmm. And so we would hang out with her. And one time she, w- my mom was like, don't hang out with her anymore. We just got your hair <laughs> clean. And then what do you know? My sister goes and picks her up and then we got to get a haircut. <laughs> I'll tell you what, when I was young, we, shit, we got lice too, you know? I had, I remember my mom shaving my head bald, and I was like, damn. And then when we went back to school, we had to all get our head checked, and they was good. And everyone knew too. Little cones, (laughs) them little tight ass cones. I'm like, man. We had lice so many times. We were in Lincoln Park, and we always had it. That's where I lived, in Lincoln Park when I had (laughs) it. I lived in. checks, and then, you know, everybody would know because they get the letters sent home, and then I wouldn't come back. But then when I did, I had, you know, like, I just got lice hair cut like no i don't have bugs you know, but totally i did so i was like a good four-year run so with these guys i was just like we're gonna get it out we're, we're gonna cut your hair fuck you know yeah get it out real quick we're not doing you know this. what's crazy that i remember back then is um what is it chicken pox oh yeah like i remember when we were, i was a kid i had chicken pox too you know and i'm like damn you don't see people get chicken pox they give anymore. you shots now what they mm-hmm. we started giving our kids shots for that. yeah but it's crazy though how you live through something like that you've been because i remember me just being covered like all the kids everybody had chicken yeah, pox. Sit in a room for like a week by yourself yeah itching like crazy no yep, yeah. slapping your stuff i'm like man that's crazy that's basically covid now yeah yeah pretty much yeah, yeah. You're right about that. This repeats itself. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, I can't imagine, you know, what it's like, um, you know, just being homeless. Like, like, what about family or friends, like, to turn to? Like, I know everybody's always dealing with their own shit, so everybody doesn't always have the time, money, space, and energy to just reach out and help. Even if they want to, it's like sometimes they just can't. And it's like, you know, if you don't have that kind of support, it's I like. I exhausted it. Like, just to take full responsibility, I exhausted the support. Because so many times with domestic violence, when you're in it, you tend to go back into the cycle where you think, so people, family can say, okay, come in here. And we did. Of course, I, my dad is 100%, like, the best dad ever. But he can only do so much if, you know, if, if I was going to keep going back and go back. Yes. So my brothers can only do so much. My son can only beat their asses mm-hmm. so many times, mm-hmm. which they did. So thank you, Anthony. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, so you can only do so much until I was ready to figure it out and just do, figure it out. Mm-hmm. But in the process, I didn't realize what was going on. I had a lot of them. I got so many. I got a kid every color. You know, there some are great, some are different. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, there. I got six kids, and they went from a military sergeant down to twelve year old. So, wow. Um, our family definitely did stuff. You got a lot of diversity know. too, though. Yeah, well, I'm, they don't all have their own dad. I was just kidding. I was just talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really. Well, you no, tricked like me. You fooled me. Like no, um, no, but there's this. But we got a black one, a white one, and some Mexicans. So, mm-hmm. yeah, at this point, we just they don't see each other like. 
my half brother, that's just all we got is mm-hmm. them two, you know, except the Atkinsons. There's like three of them. So instead of calling them all by their individual, they just got grouped into like, mm-hmm. so they'll just be like the models. All three of them started modeling. And yeah, so that's how, that's what we got. And, and and like, what do you say today? Like when you see women who stay in abusive relationships, you know, like, cause it's a lot of people that do it's gonna it. It's going to fuck you know? your kids up. Am and, I allowed to cuss? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. This... Yeah, it's going to fuck your kids up. It'll 100% ruin your kids. And it does never get better. It never, ever does. Because when you leave them back and you look and they're still in the same bullshit situation and look look back at it, it's never getting better. So, I mean, I mean, what, it, it, like just long woman, term, it's going to ruin your kids. A woman through experience, like, is it, was it the convenience? Was Up it to just, stay with them? Was, was it hopefulness that things would change? Like, because I'm a youth mentor, so I, I, think, I deal with a lot of kids and their trauma and everything that they've been through and go through. And, um, you know, and, and they have to go wherever the mother goes. And sometimes the mothers go back and forth into an abusive relationship. And that definitely impacts these kids. You know what I'm saying? And, and, but it's like, you know, you have to question a woman, like how many times you continue to accept this, you know what I'm saying to go through it like what is it that that makes you keep going back is it hope is it just be wishing or is it just convenience because i do know women i who think have it tried. could be all of the above to different individuals mm-hmm. it could be a sense of secu- like because sometimes um if you're married like okay so if you're married and your husband cuts up and you have to do this by law you if you stay in the marriage you could lose your children because it's failure to protect them. Mm-hmm. So as a, a wife, if there's no homeless shelters to go to, where are you going to really go with your kids? Mm-hmm. Are you going to take all your kids to a homeless shelter? There are. You can if there's space available. And there's actually, I did not know this, but you could actually even take your dogs. Because for a while, I, I set, gave my kids to my dad in Waterford, and I said, fuck it, I'm gonna, I don't want to do it with my dog. You know, what am I going to do with her? So until I get a place, they can stay with my dad. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't know you can take your dog with you. So if you're in Detroit and you're in you, the Haven takes, most of the shelters take animals. So you don't have to leave your animals behind. But um, okay. sometimes it's like, where are you going to take your kids? Sometimes you hope that the kids are going to get better. I mean, it could change through each is that time. So is that some of the reasons why you just went back? Why just did I stay with are them? so hard. Um, I, th- I thought it would be better. I thought I could... I thought I could, it was, I don't know, I was just stupid. It was fix. dumb. Huh? You thought you could fix. Thought I could fix, thought I could fix shit stump sometimes. Yeah. Um, you can't, so. Mm-hmm. Only no, thing I you could understand. do is just move on and, yeah, I don't know. I don't really got a good excuse If If it. there was, if, if there, to women who are going through that right now, and you could give them advice, what advice would you give them? I would say, get out and don't go back. And because your kid's. Like you think that it doesn't really bother them, but then they get real angry and the burden falls on them. Like where you think that you're relieved, your kid's still feeling that pressure. Mm-hmm. So I put a lot of pressure on them without meaning to. And how much, how much is what your mother's endured impacted you in your life? Well, like you said, it was always wherever the mom would go, the kids would go. So mm-hmm. I, w- I was always with my mom. And whenever I'd see like someone like hurting her or something, I would I would want to like be like I know this sounds bad but me and my siblings would always want to hurt them back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, way, that's natural. Uh-huh. You don't have to apologize for that. You know, that's sympathizing for your mother. You see somebody hurting your mother, of course you want to, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was always something like 
whenever we'd see that, we'd want to be like, okay, can you, like, stop? We'd, and we would get in on it, and mm-hmm. that turns into, like, a fight between the whole thing. So mm-hmm. it would, like, bring, it would, like, kind of bring us in it without, like, intentionally bringing us into it. Mm-hmm. Like, we would put and ourselves... And have you, have you ever asked your mother, like, why do you keep going back or why are you staying? I think I know. I, well... I know this sounds bad, but I think I know why. Like, when I would see it, I'd see, like, you would always be, like, hopeful that you could, it would be, like, one day you could get him back to the place you were. There's, it's, like, in a lot of relationships, there's, like, a place in the beginning where you feel like you're just, like, the best thing, mm-hmm. best thing that you could get. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she always wanted to go back to that place, like, mm-hmm. and, like, wistful, like you said. So it was, like, things like that, so... That's kind of what I would see. Mm-hmm. So she mentioned that you go to school and you've been went to school in Hazel Park, I think West Bloomfield. Um, what's it like been going to school out there in them type of uh, in them communities? Well, West Bloomfield was kind of lonely. How come lonely? Because I was one of the ones I would get like the free lunches, and I was like the only well, like yeah, almost the only Mexican girl there. It was mm-hmm. a it was a predominantly white school, so it would be some of the kids were racist, some of the kids would just look down on you. So it would so that was like West Bloomfield because they always thought they were better than you because one they had money, two they were white. So. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So did you have a hard time making friends? Uh, kinda sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, in West Bloomfield, yes, but... So it was, like, was about a, status? Is that what it was about? It was like, about status there. Okay. So the, what did you do to get through it, you know? Like, how long did you go to school there for, and, like, what was it like, like, having to get through it with all that against you? I went there for about a year. I went to, like, a lot of schools around eight or nine, so... Okay. Uh, so that school was kind of... It was different from a lot of the ones that I went to, mm-hmm. because although everyone was, like... Everyone was rich. There was always, like, at least, at most of the schools, there was at least two people that you could, like, look to and be like, okay, you're you're here to help type mm-hmm. thing. So yeah. it was always, like, at least someone there for you. Uh, I think there I had one one of my friends. can't really remember. I was young at that time when I went to that school. So. Mm-hmm. And how did that impact your, like, you know, your, your mental health and, and, you know, your emotional health and stuff like that? Like not being able to get along with everybody or, you know, somebody always having an opinion about you, whether it be your race or your status or whatever it it may be like, um, did it make you, did it fill you with resentment or did it make you, you know, like, what did it do to you? How did it impact you? So I was little and I always just wanted to be like a people pleaser there. I always wanted to be like, Mm. look, I could do this. You guys want this? I can make you this. You want to hang out type thing? Mm -hmm. So it was always like harder to make friends, especially when you had to put in so much work to Mm -hmm. where the point, like now that I look back on it, they weren't really my friend. They just wanted the stuff I had. So, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I understand, you know, and it's crazy that, you know, even at a young age, people know how to bamboozle you. They know how to manipulate you. They know how to, you know, do these things. And it's, you know, it's, it's just part of human nature, I guess it's, you know, it's a, what what you're they teach you at home you know mm-hmm. and uh you know a lot of times people learn ways in school both good and bad yeah you know 
So um, you're into modeling now. How did, how did you get into modeling? Like, clearly your mother is your number one fan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She's definitely putting in work for you. She got you all over Facebook. She got you doing all kinds of different photo shoots. I seen the one that you did downtown. That was really dope, you know, in front of the Spirit of Detroit. And mm-hmm. then the, um, uh, the Joe Louis uh, Fist and all that good stuff. Like, that's really dope. Like, um, how did you guys get connected to the um, photographers and, you know and and what's it like what's the experience like for you well the experience overall is actually really it's actually really unexpected there's a lot of support coming from like every which way because you, you know when you read about modeling and like online it's always toxic modeling industry toxic this toxic that truth be told they're actually really supportive a lot of them are and the photographers how we meet photographers is she'll post like the what is it tfp trade for post time for photo Mm -hmm. and so she'll put that and the photographers will like connect and we both like get a set of photos to put in our portfolios Mm -hmm. and they're actually really nice a lot a lot of the photographers are really nice i enjoy working with them that's really cool so do you have like a modeling instructor or a teacher or somebody who works with you it's just me and my mom we learn from tyra yeah (laughs) (laughs) tyra banks we watch top model we youtube it Facebook stock for, yeah. for the pageant were Miss Congeniality <laughs> <laughs> movies all the way. <laughs> yeah, because I seen some of the footage from um, I think it was it in River Roots that there was a um that you had had done a um what was it about two weeks ago I thought it was and it wasn't in River Roots the show yeah the yes. show yeah okay how for, was that for Edie's fashion show yeah they're fantastic it was so fun <laughs> we, oh. she. She brought like a bunch of sandwiches, so we were all like eating sandwiches in between, trying to find like what we're gonna like wear, what's going on our like hairs and stuff, and we we're like, and everyone was just super excited when it came in. We were all so hungry. It was funny. <laughs> I, I already know. I ain't gonna lie, cause sometimes I won't eat before I get on camera, cause I already know as soon as I eat, I'm up here looking like a bag of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Ganellas, right? Oh uh-huh. man, I love Ganellas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're cool really there. And yeah. what's it like, like meeting, um, you know, other other uh, models? And are they like your age? Are they older? Do you learn from them? Are they, you know, do they inspire you? Do they compliment you? Because I know sometimes women can be catty about things. So honestly, a lot of them are older than me. Like I'm always like the baby or like baby sis. So mm-hmm. I was. I'm always. I'm like 15. So everyone's over there like. In their 20s, and they're all like, oh, yeah, I got to go. I got a job soon. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot you guys have jobs. <laughs> forgot this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like a little over here. And they're really supportive. They always, like, give compliments. They're always, like, true to self. It's it's nice to be around women that are confident in themselves to the where they could support other women. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and has that cultivated um, your self-confidence in yourself? Yes, it has. Because being around like such strong women like my mother and like some of like the other models mm-hmm. that like I've met, they've all like told like if if they think that I'm good, then I've got to be something because these amazing women are see something in me. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's really great. So, um is it therapeutic for you? Does it come easy? Does it come natural? Does it take work? You know, like. Okay. Uh, it depends on what we're doing. Because when I'm doing the <laughs> fashion shows, we're trying to like, go get the job done. Get the heels. Come on, guys. 
go, go, go. Mm -hmm. And like, it's, it's really fun. Uh, therapeutic, it's more like, yes, when I'm doing photo shoots, that's the therapeutic part. I really like that part because it's, okay. it's, you got to find center in what you're doing mm -hmm. to like be able to like control your face, control your movements. So it is therapeutic for that. For the fashion shows, it's more like fun, like like a roller coaster. It's like a vibe, really, yeah. you know, because you have to bring personality and, you know, you have mm -hmm. to know how to, what they call it, feng shui and, you know, mm -hmm. all that, you know, all that extra stuff that, you know, women have to do that, you know, there's a skill to it, you know, it's not just walking up and down, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, looking pretty, of course, you have to be able to engage with the crowd and, mm -hmm. and then, um, I mean, is it about the model or is it about what you're modeling? Well, that depends on the situations. If it's like a runway show, then it's going to be your, the clothes are like wearing you. You got to make the clothes work because that's mm -hmm. what the thing's about. But if it's like pageanting, I hear you're supposed to like, you're supposed to make yourself shine. So it's supposed to be you, not the clothes. So you got to like focus on different things whenever you're doing something different. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. That's really dope. So has it been easy for you? Has it been like, what are, what are challenges have you been um dealing with challenges it's it's been like fun and like kind of like easy but the challenges would be trying to like fit all the things like the personality the feng shui like you said like all of that into 10 seconds of walking on stage and make an impression so that's like a challenge but but it's a good one it's one you, you want to like work on yourself with while doing it because that means that like you're bringing something to the table and and you're natural, like you said, you you know, a people pleaser. So when yeah. you go out there, you have to, you know, be easy on please the eyes. Crowd. You have to please the crowd with, with everything. You have to speak body language. You have mm -hmm. to speak, you know, with your eyes, your Just face, performing. your hands, everything. Yeah, you're, performing. you become a performer. Yeah, for sure. That's really dope. So, um... Who are some of the models that you look up to or who inspires you? I, well, clearly, Tyra Banks does. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, okay, I would say a lot of the models around me more than, like, the big models. Because, like, some of the big models, they've been modeling their whole lives. And, like, they haven't had to, like, experience, like, things like this. The Detroit models are workers. They're, like, icons because they get themselves there. And they do it with what they have and they're like and they make it so then they could be like greatness mm -hmm. if you get what i mean <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah it's like they're putting in the work they're hustlers that's the word mm -hmm. they're hustling absolutely to get to the point that they Detroit are hustles the hardest baby in everything that we do yeah yeah so what about like um do I mean, maybe you haven't experienced it yet, but you just hear about, you know, the discrimination that you deal with in modeling, you know, because they're so demanding, you know, as far as, you know, size and fitting and, you know, the, you have to fit the, the, the agenda and stuff like that. Like, I mean, do you just do a lot of natural um, um, modeling or or is it like... You know, I've just heard of so many women, you know, even in cheerleading, stuff mm -hmm. like that, get turned down because, you know, they're not skinny enough or they're not tall enough or they're not, you know, their color tones, not the right tone and stuff like that. Um, I haven't experienced that exactly, but I feel like that's like real harsh for like people to have to deal with things like body that. shaming yeah, and body all that. Like, really hard for yeah, definitely. I, modeling is more of like 
the clothes are made to fit the person. You know what I mean? Ooh, like you, you, nev- you never need like to that. worry about clothes fitting you because they're made to, to fit you. If, they, if they're not the right size, they weren't made for you. You find something that can fit you, fit your personality, and how you feel and how mm-hmm. you feel good. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's kind of more prominent in cheer. <laughs> I was a cheerleader for a bit, and I feel like oh, it's real? a little bit more prominent there than modeling because modeling... If it doesn't fit you, you know what? We're going to find something that can. We're going to get you out there. We're going to do something about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And cheer, it's like, we got a routine. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to be able to do this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I bet. I bet the training for that is pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. So, Mom, how's the whole minor league thing going for you? Like, you know, as far as, you know, the work, the time, the energy, the prom- I mean, you're the promoter. You're the, you know, you're the, you're the everything. It's a, um. Well, good thing I'm bipolar. I'm up all night. I don't sleep at all. So I'm just awake at nighttime, and I just, um, I've got no sleeping pattern. So I just stay awake and, um, yeah, just just start Facebooking for her. Um, no, it's it's hard. We go to work. We paint houses. We paint restaurants. And then from there. Interior, exterior. Inter- like. Okay. Yeah, I have a painting company. We started doing that a couple years ago. So. Um, oh yeah, that's really dope. Congratulations. Thank you. And how's it been? How's the business been? Interesting. It's interesting. Um, we've gotten better. At first, we used to go in there and make a mess, but now <laughs> we can go in there and work on houses and, um, you know, like that around lakes. So it's like we went. I mean, we still will work in the no, like for sure. But just we're not going to charge cheap prices no more. Um, those days are done. So, um, but you got to be compatible with the market. Yeah, well, yeah, it's not worth the gas for you know. It's not worth the gas. <laughs> that gas is hurting. Listen, so. man, I just put fifty in my gas tank, and I just gas. I was really hoping that I would have filled the tank up. It's not. It's it like did not 80. fill the tank up. I said, <laughs> "Holy smokes!" I said, "This it's is like crazy." Dollars to come out your house. Man, it's I'm trying to tell alone. you. I missed the exit earlier. I was so mad because I said, not only am I wasting time, I'm wasting gas. That's right there. That's (laughs) 416. Oh, man, that's crazy. I'm adding everything up. I'm seeing 429, 449. I was like, oh, man. You know, I noticed um, when she was talking about the Detroit models, there's certain people that I've come across, I mean, all throughout life, but this in general, that some of the people, like, they're anxious, like, to work with you and they're they'll help you promote the model itself there's like a two-way streak you know if they're good to us we're going to be trying to be better to them you know even if it's just taking them some ganellas and feeding them you know give them something good but um that's hospitality yeah, that's appreciation that. you but know. we do re- we have crossed paths with it's like they give me give me give me and it's like wait a minute we're here for four hours why in the house you got 10 seconds and you can't say hi so we're good um we will just you know i'm not trying to there's certain people that'll try to um, because she's young, mm-hmm. try to dress her like a little hooker. We do not do that. Mm-hmm. I will pull her from a show. I say that every single time. Um, clearly, you know, I'm not, I'm not really afraid to pull her from something. I mean, we got no connection. Other, we lose fifty bucks. It's not worth, you know, her, mm-hmm. her whole, her, her you know, my well, image. you, no, mm-hmm. not your image, you. You in oh, that's I'm dope. That's that's uh, you, you know practicing you know self respect and, and your dignity, and you know you have your own personal standards. You know oh. because it's just once you get into that line of business, you know, and depending on how far you want to go, like sometimes you know the the business tries to dictate how oh, you they move, sure where do. you move. Try to dress and, her up. We went to one, 
and it was pulled. We was like, okay, she's going to be, you know, we got was ready to go. I had the outfit picked out, ready to go, come to find out. They're like, okay, we're going to dress her up like Clueless. I said, could she be Cher? You know, 90s Clueless. I was like, oh, no. So next thing you know, she got some hooker outfit. With some, she was like, give her some thigh highs. Bullshit. For starters, it's a no. Mm. I said, okay, so we will just uh, go take another photo shoot in the meantime. Rosebud's mm-hmm. Bridal, it's, um, she helped me style my wedding during COVID. Her name is Rose Buds, for real. That's really, She's just amazing. And mm-hmm. she like um, she made it so Serenity could wear any of her clothes. So we go there. So she, Serenity, like we have an image that she's doing. It's high fashion. It's going to be print. It's not, you know, there's no ass shots. There's no, we're not doing any of that. You know, mm-hmm. she's going to look like a young lady because that's what we got here. Mm-hmm. So Rosebud's gives her all the, her gowns. We wear them, take them. She takes pictures. We give their professional pictures. And she's been like her little... You know, like a little dream come true because how else could we do it? She's like so, the fairy godmother. Yeah. That's really cool. awesome. Every, every so do you get there. a lot of like photographers and videographers who are like willing to work with you for free or do you have to pay them? Or like you said, do you just show them hospitality and then, they, you know. They keep um, some, they work for free for them because they get the, she models for their website. So okay. like, we're able to, um, but yeah, do it that way. So she's okay. able to have the dresses from Rose, and then the photographers are nice enough to give her the time and allow her to model for their website. And then we get pictures, they get pictures. The goal was we were trying to get a little portfolio. We got like, I don't even know how many sessions we've had in. She's been Molly for like two months, and she's been going, so I'm not oh, okay. sure. Yeah. So, um, like, what what is, like, the end goal? Like, where who would you, like... If you could do a, is it a commercial? Is it like, um, do you want to be in JCPenney catalogs? Like, what is it that you want to do? Netflix. Okay. I want to be a model. <laughs> no, right. not a model, That's an what. actress. Okay. That would be amazing. Okay, so you start out modeling and you want to go to, I, you know what, I could see you want to do. Work uh, the way in the industry, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's really dope. That's really good. And, um, you know, just being everything that you've been through, you know, the the journey, you know, being homeless, living in shelters, you know, just witnessing domestic violence. I mean, you know, and then to still be able to find light, you know what I'm saying? To be able to still cultivate something good within yourself, you know, to make like life worth living. Because, you know, a lot of people, everybody couldn't survive the struggles that you've endured, you know, both of you guys. You know, you have people who turn, you know, to drug addiction, alcoholism. Um, some people turn to suicide especially a lot of young people you know who are you know very disconnected and even though you guys have been through so much you know that you guys have really been supportive of each other you know and that's really great that helps build you guys up and be able to move forward and like i said just seeing the way that your mom goes to bat for you you know to promote you and and uh just reaching out to everybody even even to me you know like for like two months your mom's been like hey you know my daughter you know can we get on there we're trying to promote she's doing this she's doing that you know what i'm saying and there's no way that i could have said no and i just thought it was a perfect time too because like you said you said next week you're going for the uh miss team pageant mm-hmm. and uh you know i really hope that it works out for you how can people vote for you well uh you'd go to the miss teen michigan uh website and then go to like the vote now page terrible photo (laughs) utterly (laughs) terrible photo have to say that of me but um it would say hazel park and then it would have my name under the teen section so ww miss teen michigan wait miss michigan teen usa forward slash vote and then the, then you go on her page, 
Excuse the picture. It was her first one that she hit the website, on. Serenity still, Atticus. Look it up, support it, <laughs> vote for her. You know, she's putting in the work. Definitely deserves the support from her community. You she's know, done good. Sense. So your mom has sent me a picture, and you were wearing a mariachi outfit, and you know. It was a nice picture, but I said, damn, if I put this on a flyer, people are going to think she's a mariachi or something. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> they might want her to sing on the show or something. I'm like, <laughs> well, that was my uncle's outfit from like way back in the day. <laughs> like, yeah. My grandma was like, you know, I have something in my, um, in my closet because we were looking for like at least a hat, something. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you know, I got the outfit to it too. And she pulled out a guitar then too. Did we get the pictures with the guitar? Mm -mm. Mm. She had the whole setup from my uncle way back in the day. He was like, I think, what was he, the dancer? Or the, the dancer. Yeah, he was the dancer. Mm -hmm. And so she had all the setup. She had like five different types of hats, like all the different outfits. She had a whole closet dedicated to like wow. all his ventures. <laughs> my was a seamstress. She started sewing she was four, so... Even now, she's still like four. And everything. Wow, they started so, young, don't yeah, they? Just, and she did all like back my, when my aunt was. Um, well, she made her all her Mexican. My aunt did Mexican dancing, mm -hmm. so my my grandma did a lot of weddings. A lot of she's so talented. She's the reason we are we're creative like this because she's. We did all the little Mexican kids uh, <laughs> the beadwork along the table. She'd bring out the like stuff. Like a little and... sweatshop, all the little kids. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> one glues, one puts it down the sparkles, the other one makes sure there's no Some with the sequence, some with the pearl, some with the glue. Yeah, that's what we did. <laughs> but it taught us. So what's just... it like living in Hazel Park? We don't live there. We live in Detroit. Oh, you live in we Detroit. We live on the east side of Detroit. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just, oh, so the, the, the school thing. Just because she goes to the school thing. there since mm -hmm. she's been little. Oh, okay. I don't think I've ever even been to Hazel Park Nobody before. has because you get tickets when you go there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, Sounds like Warren, like a place like Warren. Yeah, it's yeah, right it's just, next it's to it. Oh, it's like real? a step like down. Center it's like literally, Warren. Yeah, it's like the step down between <laughs> Warren and Hazel. It's like being in like, this, like the Lincoln Park versus the Allen Park. You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> where, like, okay. The Park. <laughs> Borderline e-course. Yeah, yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> it's like... It's like not that, but just a little lower quality, just a little. <laughs> but it's, it's okay. It's nice. I mean, it's nice. It's, it, it used to be nicer. I like that. It's a lot of mixed people. There's a lot of mixed kids, and um, so like I, you know, of course, the kid I got a kid every color, so mm -hmm. we got to blend in where you fit in. Mm -hmm. So we fit in well there. And and I think it really is uh, <laughs> important, you know, to have diversity. And if you do have, you know, mixed kids, that they are in a community of diversity. Because, um, you know, it really plays an impact. Because they're assholes. They're terrible. They're really, yeah, they're mean, though. And then you got to fight their parents. <laughs> and you can only do that so many times before you go to jail. You know, I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. It's totally happened. Yeah, this is, like, from personal experience. Yeah, you can only do so, you got so many times. Like, look, your kid's being an asshole. What you gonna do? <laughs> then they want to frown upon you, call CPS, so whatever. You know it's crazy because you know um, one of my one of my jobs as as a youth mentor is I pick up kids from school. You know I bring them to program, drop them off at home. But you know when they get out of school, man, they are so wild. I mean they just bust them doors down and they just run around like crazy. And, and then you see the parents, you know, and and a lot of times the parents are hostile too. So it's like you got hostile parents and i see why the kids hostile you know and they be ready to duke it out you know i'm talking about these are five six seven year olds you know wrestling playing pushing and the parents get there oh those they... are mine except her 
Well, she used to be like that. That's uh, that's our family, one hundred percent. That you just met, okay? No, <laughs> again, shameless, okay. Um, the two little ones are nice, but what you just are they mentioned, boys or girls? Or? Her and I have a nice little boy, Quinton. Yeah, and that's about okay. it. And that's it. The rest, they're they're they look they're beautiful, and they're very <laughs> interesting, but they're not very nice. But they're always in. If we were to have um. Like hitting, if we were to, we're like, if people were to videotape us, mm-hmm. oh, we would have got so many hits. I it would have been my shameless. kids have done everything <laughs> that you could imagine. I mean, but they all come. I mean, they're interesting. I mean, they they you never. We do it and we make. We it always funny. got a Zoom meeting with some kind of authority. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Oh <laughs> man, y'all need some mediation. Y'all need ceasefire in your life, man. You God, never know what I you're mean. gonna get. My family. It's like yesterday, my daughter's in a fashion show, right? And there's these people, I don't know who's who. So, again, I'm just going to put it out there. I got some, I got a sergeant. My first one is the military, Miguel. Brilliant. He is in more, he's crazier than all of them. That's the one you got to worry about. But then I have my inmate, right? He's super cool. He called me right before, but he, you know, he's got a lot of time. That's my second one. They're always assholes. But he started off cute as hell, but he's always been bad. We knew he was going to be in prison. It was going to be. He looked we like he's thug in his photo. Even when he was a baby. We're like, it's, it's in him. Wow, um, for real? Was, That's crazy. And then there's other ones. I mean, who, what mom says that, at least I'm being honest about it. You know, he was an asshole from the beginning. I love him, but he was mm-hmm. mine. Um, but that's just, I call it what it is. So what's it like as a mother to be able to endure that, though? You know, you having, having a son day, in the military. The one in the military, you know, you know he's crazy. He's ready for war. He's not no like he's he's my boy. Okay, mm-hmm. he had these comp- composition books that he was known. He was making ether and bombs. I'm like shit. You're going to the military, but for shit. They can take you because you're going to go to jail anywhere else. And he's brilliant, and he's doing what he's going to do. And that's right. And I and, and that's some advice put, that I would give because you know these yeah, guys out here. Put, that stuff go there where they can utilize you, and you're going to make a lot of money. Absolutely. Now absolutely. Anthony, I told him today, right? Because he was calling all yesterday. I told him right before we came on here. I was like, look, do not call because that's all we're trying to give a good image. But you know, it is what it is. I think he, we, I think we're done I mean, with that yeah, now. That's done. We that's can't even hide done. who we are. It is what it is. <laughs> How much time is he doing? He's doing seven years. He's he did um he ran he was on he did a lot of felonies but the cops shot him down and he they almost killed him he did this and caught a bunch of bullets in his arms that should have went that were aimed for his head and they say you know God saved him I was told they told me he died. The cops told me I lived. He's in Texas, so I'm in Michigan. So they oh, told me wow. all at the time that he was dead. And so imagine hearing your kid's dead, and you don't even that the cops killed him, only to find you know thank God he's alive. But you know like that, you go through some hell with that. Um, then I got another. So he went through that, and he ended up going to prison. And he's still in prison. Yeah, they let him out wow. for a little bit, but then his ass, you know, he he don't stop. He don't stop now. I mean, yeah. now he's he's gonna stop. I mean. Because that's got to be rough, man. Like, you know, I knew guys in prison that were blind, guys that were in wheelchairs. I knew guys that had, you know, shit bag, colostomy bags on them. Like, you know, like you're already. He had a thing coming out of his tube for a while, still talking shit. They called me yesterday (laughs) talking about, Mom, they just maced me. I was like, God, you don't stop. You know, he was like, they just took two cans. He's a terrorist. He does. He was actually yes, yeah. that was one of his charges. It was. It was. He had a With terrorism. Yeah. Wow. It wasn't. It wasn't even like that though. It wasn't like it was. It wasn't like that. See, I used to do that. I used to say it wasn't so bad, but let's just call it what it is. We got mm-hmm. it going on in our family. So, any pedophiles out there that are trying to look at my child because they have some in the box, please don't get it twisted. We are crazier than you. And the majority <laughs> of us we are, are. <laughs> and we will go back. 
Yeah. So just let that know. We're that not, they're she's not number scared. Five, she's number five out of six. The first four, you don't want to. So I see these little messages that you're sweeter then and da-da-da. And will you do this? Absolutely not. No, she I'm 15. She's not doing any of that. And if by chance you think that you're talking to somebody, I will Chris Hansen your ass. <laughs> I will come out and you will not leave the east side. We'll block you off. So I'm just putting that out right there. You heard that from Mama just Bear so right you know, there. She going to protect her Just cubs. so you know, we got wood. We got all kinds of weapons. Yeah, they're our all, house they're is, all throughout the house. Our yeah, house we just is put construction. House. So like we have. It's a construction zone. You're not getting from one room to the next. So keep in mind, any kind of pervs, we got you. We're watching. I will Otis you. Otis me back, bitch. <laughs> Otis me back. The walls are still open. I have hunted a human Damn, child. Boy, put that out go. there. That's you Southwest are not finest right there, baby. <laughs> right. You live how you get it, right? You hustle hard. Yeah, we watch her hard, too. Right. <laughs> Anyways, let's go back. Sorry, I had to no, I, about a I, hey, session about real everyday <laughs> people, y'all. This is what it is. Yeah, because I see some people, and everyone says, Veronica, you got to watch her. Watch her because of shit. They got to watch me. I'm watching her. But y'all <laughs> trying to come in here, you might want to watch out who you're watching with. So yeah, yeah but, but but you know when you put her on a platform like that, you have to you have, you have to. to be aware oh, of that absolutely. because not everybody has good intentions. Oh and, no, there's and you, you know me doing all the time I did in prison. You know I was around. You know a lot of you know perverted you know men. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying and uh, and I, I couldn't stand it and I can't I can't stand it. You know, but you can't one, stop uh, it. You just here for them. <clears throat> Just one care for them, mm. just so you know. <laughs> and maybe try to make them sit in a shit bag. Mm. Maybe that didn't even really work, you know. But there's one care, <laughs> and that's how you end them. So anyone... Just finish her like that. Just let that be known. Oh yeah, I'm trying to be. Mysterious. And they come in many different forms. You <laughs> know, they, nice again. you know, they, they come in many different forms. You, yeah, never, you never know. know who's not. You never know who it is. Know. It could be women. It could be family. It could be. You a know, woman. I got a message from a, a woman. She's out there, photographer, and she's like, she. I was about to put her ass on blast, but I was trying to be nice and not really let everybody know. You know, like you know, we're still nice. Okay, we're not. Um, we, I want, but I put. I'll, I'll do anything for this girl. I'll give her my plasma. The way that we fund this is we paint houses for all these gigs that we have to buy this clothes. And I pop. And my, she helps you too, right? Oh yeah, she gets on scaffolds and up there and sprays houses. Sprays like, like. What was it? Twenty-four feet up there. She gets up there, mm -hmm. and um, we, pa we plasma it out. We go to the plasma center twice a week. So the plasma CSL. You know, I'm in there with all these people. They all know. I'm like, oh, my baby's modeling. They're like, what'd you get her this week? So, I mean, it helps out with gas. Oh, but the plasma people also saved my son's life because when he lost all his blood, it's all that plasma that saved him. So, you know, mm. I'll definitely pump my plasma to help this girl. So, please let you know that I'll do anything to watch her, to take care of her. Anyway, yeah, okay. definitely, definitely. Um, that's very got. important. We're all we got. And they, there's a lot of them, too. My family's huge. And that's just the ones I birthed. Yeah, I'm and I'm the like baby in the birth, so there's a lot in front. Mm. So, anyways, but other than that, <laughs> <laughs> back on schedule. <laughs> how do you feel about you know having siblings like in the military, in prison, things like that? Like, how has that impacted you? Because you know a lot of people don't realize that the decisions they make impact the family, and even as kids, you still grow up. You know what I'm saying? With those same emotions, opinions, feelings, things like that. So. This sounds weird, but I grew up as the middle child. Then I grew <coughs> up as like almost and like only child to like a little to one sibling, because we had my brother and my sister. They ended up going into facilities, mm -hmm. so it was just me. So, but I grew up with them for like till I was like what ten, eleven. I think so. Yeah, till I was like eleven. So mm -hmm. I was always raised like 
Okay, guys, I gotta cook for a big family. I got a big amount of people to do. Let's, everyone, we got a lot of hands. Let's do this. But <laughs> She's a go-getter. I like that. Uh-huh. At least the shovel. Every single, they, they shovel every time when they were little. All my little Mexicans, they were like, oh, are those all yours? And yes, we do. They do Mexicans do work like that. But they get paid. They should get paid correctly. But it's dope but that you're teaching her independence. You're teaching her a skill I didn't trade. teach them that. No, no, I'm not even going to take credit for that. My kids kind of learn out. When you have so many, they kind of teach themselves. So mm -hmm. the, between all of them, they'd go out there. I do not shovel. I don't. And she cooks. I do not like to cook. I mean, <laughs> I, I haven't cooked a meal. Jeez, I got it. I don't know. A few years. A few years. No, about 10. She cooked her first Thanksgiving at four years old. Mm -hmm. So um, she's, yeah, but she's, they teach themselves, actually, if you have so many of them. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah. And, and I think, you know, sometimes it's better because they learn from one another. That's exactly you know? what I should have said instead of they teach themselves from not wanting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I have yeah. said, no, I would go on here and say, you know what? The kids are on their own. <laughs> no. But, like, even, Literally, like, belly, just, babies, when they develop, they say put them around other babies. That way they can learn or older kids or they learn how to walk. They're all, all my all kids are always about make, doing something. Something. like mm. Alyssa is like a good she's like an artist right so the one I have two girls well she's by goes by Mary Jane because she's she much with, she that's her middle like name Alyssa. and she's like more Mary Jane now because she's rebranding cooler it's so anyway, she's, re she's renamed herself since so she's come out the facility <laughs> yeah she thought it seemed nicer so she's like you guys only call me she doesn't allow us to call it around her uh, around her um, boyfriend's family so she's Mary Jane around mm. them I think they think and we have name. a son my son he um Kane and yes, Mary Jane and Kane did go on purpose together. Um, but <laughs> that was this is not a coincidence. Um, but he's in, uh, so he's in the facilities. Mm -hmm. And his friend was killed by one of the, his friend, what was his name? It, Corn, it was Cornelius. Cornelius was killed in front of my child by the people that were supposed to take care of them. So as mm -hmm. my son was running the streets, I was not going to be one of those moms who I've seen, to, as you know, we've come from Southwest. Not a lot of people are alive that we went to school with. There's not too many teen. I could say about five of us, you know, that I know are still, I mean, that I hung out with that are still alive. So I'm not one of those moms that's going to let my kids run the streets. And I just let it eat it. So I locked my child up and said, fuck it. You know, and they, I didn't pick them up from the police station. And um, I said, you keep them, you lock them up. I took the charge. They're like, oh, if you don't take him from the police station and then you take a charge, I said, shit, y'all better charge me because I'd rather him be locked up and alive than me running the streets. But thinking that he was safe with that, I sent Kane, you know, Kane, Alyssa's in a home, Ant's in prison, Kane's in a home, and then Kane is under these mercy of these people. There are all these, you know, authorities, all these people with degrees, all these people, but they killed this little baby in front of my son and didn't nobody say shit about it. My over a sandwich because he threw a sandwich in Kalamazoo recently, like was a year ago, two years ago, he threw a sandwich and wasn't shit done about it because he was in the system, because he didn't have family, because his dad didn't give a fuck about him and his mama was dead and his aunt collected some money and I'm probably gonna hear some bullshit about it, but she collected all this money, but she, they didn't ever come to see this little boy. So what they had was they had these little kids out here and they beat this little boy to death and he was my son's age and they murdered him in front of my son and they all got acquitted they would they dropped it all and i just want to make if anybody hears that that's some bullshit so fuck you whoever let quitted him on that so i just i mean i had to throw that ghetto piece out with cuss but that's some bullshit that most people don't talk about so a thing about my kids being in the facilities there's some times that they think that they don't have a parent 
but they do. So like my, I, I put my child there so that my daughter didn't go get ran through by the hood and get eaten up. Like, cause she's a young lady, not her, my older one. And I'd much rather her be safe than pregnant, than dead, than something, you know, she learned her lesson. She's doing good. She's going to prom. And I did what I, you know, I did for a reason. And they're still alive because after you go through so many times of being your kid locked up, getting shot by the cops, <clears throat> get the cops killing your kids, you can't really look at police and think they're protecting your family no more. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all you got is the kids. So um, I don't even know where I went with that rant, but I just want to let it be known that people take advantage of children like Cornelius when they think they don't have a parent and that their kids are in the system. And we see that a lot because my kids have been in the system. It bothers me to see all these parents who, the kids that make friends with my children who don't have parents, who don't have a voice, who don't have, you know, anything going. So. And a lot of the times that when you're asking me how it affects the kids with domestic violence, it makes them angry. It made my son very angry. Mm -hmm. It turned my kids, the first four, very angry. This one, she focused it different. She yeah. helped me build a, a career because before, I mean, I was I did dental, all the dental work with Drew Canals. She helped me build business painting. She helps me, you know, keep mm. build a house so we're not homeless. So she focuses it different, but other kids focus in different areas. So mm -hmm. you helping other kids is amazing. And I just want to tell you, that's awesome. No, that's, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's just, for me, it's about just breaking them vicious cycles, you know what I'm saying? Of them, them burdens of trauma that, you know, that youth are carrying, you know, that a lot of parents have handed down and, you know, a lot of the parents are carrying burdens that their parents have passed them. And, you know, to me, it's just about breaking down barriers and building bridges. It's about, you know, people healing, being able to have conversations like this. Cause like you said, nobody is at home having these uh conversations everybody's just trying to you know move forward forget about yesterday we'll just do it you know it's you know, a pretty face but not knowing what's behind the pretty face what makes her pretty from the inside isn't it ain't the face it's mm -hmm. what she's gone through yeah i just you know just hearing your guys' story you know what i'm saying is just like um you know very very inspiring but i also feel very very sympathetic and even empathetic because you know i can relate to some of the struggles that you guys you know have been through and you know for a long time because you know in the 90s man you know when all them indictments went out like a lot of us got locked up in the 90s and i'm talking about when they were indicting the cash flows the counts and the cobras and everybody like they were indicting everybody by the 30s and 40s so all the fathers all the big brothers and uncles like everybody got shipped to prison you know whether it was federal or state you know what I'm saying and then the ones that were left behind you know they were either you know some stayed solid some worked some ended up being uh you know alcoholics some turned into a lot Most of drug of drug died. addicts you know what I'm saying a lot of them died and then you know so the mothers the women were left in the neighborhood to be able to nurture and take care of all the kids on their own you know what I'm saying and the safest way for them to keep the kids safe was to just keep them out of the streets and keep them from society so they kept them home because when I came home I noticed that a lot of the younger generations had a real hard time socializing with people and it was because you know they they, they lived, no they lived sheltered they lived sheltered lives but because the, that was the best way that the mothers could protect them from the streets you know what I mean 
and initially I thought that you know parents were doing a disservice to their kids because you know at the end of the day a lot of them didn't even know how to have a conversation they just had no social skills you know and they really didn't know how to tune into their own thoughts and emotions everything was being uh you know programmed through tv through music through the internet and stuff like that but um you know it's just people don't understand the struggles that mothers and women had to go through you know when when you know when all other you know everybody else was caught up in the system so you know i applaud all the women who you know who stuck with their kids and nurtured their kids and raised their kids to the best of their ability you know what i'm saying and you know even in your situation and then to see you know your daughter cultivating a skill and having goals and having dreams like when i grew up you know any any time they asked me like you know what did you want to be when you grew up nobody wanted to be an attorney nobody wanted to be a lawyer or a fireman or or a police officer or nothing like that everybody wanted to be a gangster everybody wanted to be a drug dealer everybody wanted to be rich but nobody had a really clue nobody had no goals or anything like that you know so like today's youth i just see they're just they're so creative they're always you know they're they're the whole thing is you know to work smarter not harder you know what i'm saying and um and, and, you know, um, they have like a big robotics program at my job. And, you know, that's engineering. That's the future of, you know, of our that's country. It, yeah. So to see these kids at 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old working with mentors from GM, from Ford, from Chrysler, you know what I mean? Like, like um, you know, I just love seeing um, our kids having equal opportunities to be able to build a future for themselves, you know. And uh, I definitely wish you well in, in your career and modeling. And I hope that, you know, all your dreams and all your goals are accomplished and fulfilled, you know. And, uh, you know, you got a strong mother behind you and she has your back. She's your number one fan. She promotes you. Um, I'm a fan now. You know what I'm saying? And <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> To everybody who else is watching, you know, and heard your story, I pre I'm sure they, you know, appreciate that you guys have been able to share, you know, that part of your life and just to see you guys on the come up though, on the rise, you know what I'm saying, is 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 definitely beautiful. Thank you. Mm hmm How much time we got left, brother? Four minutes? We got four <gasps> minutes to kick it. Come on, you wanna give, yeah, give me some shine? Yes. Sorry that <clears throat> oh, we got sparkly hat too. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm Eladio. Clean cat. Yep, nice to meet you. Nice if you want to bring that mic over so okay. they can hear you. That's cool. Can you hear me? That's good. You good? Yeah. All right. So tell us who you are. Introduce yourself. This is the El Nino podcast. I'm Queen Cat Shack um, on Facebook. My name is queen cat that's my stage name my name is katrina um i'm owner of royalty boutique and i've had the honor of having serenity walk for me in the color me bad show yesterday um it was a great experience um for me to work with somebody so young and um so talented like she has a lot of talent that's really dope yeah. So how did you get started in your business, in your career? Well, um, I started modeling young. I did. Um, mm -hmm. I was around 12 years old. And when I took my first modeling classes, um, my sister and I modeled a little bit then. And um, I went into high school modeling, but I got pregnant with my daughter in high school. So 
I stopped modeling until she was she graduated from high school. Wow, for real? Yeah. Wow. I had to concentrate on raising my daughter, which a lot of people don't really um take as a pro- priority, but that was my priority. Okay. So, after I finished raising my daughter and getting her out of school, I started back and I started back acting also. Girl, you look like you just graduated from high school. What did you talk about? I swear. I'm well, like, thank what? You. you got a child to graduate. You look like you just graduated. Thank you. I just became a grandma. I got a five-month-old grandson. <laughs> That's crazy, huh? Yeah. Well, good for you. Good thank for you. you. Um, and so does she follow in your footsteps? or like? Is she well, just- she is following in my footsteps with a lot of things because I'm also a stylist. I do hair. Okay. So she does hair also. Um, I have a sense of fashion, so that's why I opened Royalty Boutique. And where's that located at? We're online, and um, we're on Facebook. Royalty Boutique is spelled different. It's spelled R-O-Y-A-L-T-E-E. Okay. Boutique, B-O-O-T-E-I-K. Boutique, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it is a little different. I try and... um, Get pieces that will adorn a lady and not make her look trashy. Mm-hmm. Um, this was my first time working with someone so young. Again, I said, like I said, but I did mm-hmm. have a couple models that was around her age that came in yesterday also. And I've always wanted to work with young <clears throat> teenage women. I say women because you become a woman actually after you start your cycle. Mm-hmm. So they're young ladies, but they are also women because they're capable of having children. Mm-hmm. Um, I always wanted to work with them and try and keep them um, encouraged, try to help build their confidence, um, and try and help them realize that it's not always about sex because it seems like the world does revolve around sex, sex sales. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, it's been like that for years, you know, and so much of that stuff has come to the surface now, you know, but I, I can definitely applaud women because women have come a long ways and, um, you know, they, they are in charge now, you yes. know, they set up new standards now. And, um, you know, I think it's really unfortunate what's going on down in Lansing, you know, with all these lawmakers trying to take women's rights from them and telling them what they can and can't do with their body. And then, you know, just the idea that, you know, these are men that are making these rules, policies and procedures, yes. you know what I'm saying? You know, I don't know how you can make a decision like that when you don't even know what, have an idea what it's like to be a woman, you know what I'm saying? Yes. But, you know, I just love to see, you know, women you know, thriving, thriving in society and thriving in this world, being independent, being strong, taking care of their business. I salute you all, you know, and, yes, um, you. you know, I applaud you guys as well. Yes, thank <clears throat> you. The recognition is very well appreciated. Um, yeah, no doubt. I mean, I was raised by a single mother and she had to raise three boys on her own, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, a, a lot of Uh, people have said that you know there's no way that a woman can raise a boy to be a man and I said well my mother didn't really raise me to be a good man she just raised me to good be a good person you know what I'm saying so you know everything else just falls in place after that you know yes sir yeah so um you had a chance to work with serenity and uh so what was that experience that I had a chance to work with her especially during lupus awareness month because um 
Well, May is Lupus Awareness Month. If you guys don't know what lupus is, it's an autoimmune disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's your immune system attacking your bones and organs. Um, and wow. this show here is important to me because I connected with the uh, show host, the person who gives the show every year. She has a big show and she includes the children. That's what I really like. And the children show out. Um, but her, her show is always in May. So it like it's it pulled my heartstrings to do her show specifically <clears throat> so that I could try and raise lupus awareness through the show. Okay. And I had a, a um, awesome sale during the show yesterday of five dollars off for the month of May five for the fifth month okay. for lupus awareness. And um, I think Serenity represented my brand very well. Okay, um, then. It's, it's, it's really special to me to be able to connect with all of these people in this month. And um, I just mentioned to them one time that it was Lupus Awareness Month and um, that I had lupus. And they were like, everybody just, all of my models and Veronica especially, she, it was her that started it, <laughs> that started the chain. But they like basically surrounded me. And I don't know if they know how much it meant to me. For them to recognize that um, I go through a struggle every day with lupus and to um, recommend that we do some type of benefit event um, to help out the lupus community. And I had been thinking about it, but when she brought it up, I said it had to be something, you know, in the universe that made her say it to me. And meeting her and Serenity for the first time, it was like, I knew them already. Wow. I've I've had them experiences before where you get to know a person and soon after you feel like you've known them forever. Yeah. So it was mm-hmm. like we've only been in contact like maybe two or three times. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they're family. And I felt like that before Veronica even started talking about um, the lupus awareness. And I don't know if you knew or not, but she made me cry earlier when you started messaging about it um I get kind of (laughs) emotional like over there I got really emotional when she was talking about the the little boy that was murdered um but yeah that's off topic but yeah I get I get a little emotional about it so it really uh, meant a lot to me to be able to do that show yesterday and have my models um you know God 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 worked two people through people yes you know and you know, a lot of people in society get caught up in feeding the flesh, you know what I'm saying? But they kind of disregard the concept of feeding the, the spirit. But the, God yeah. is a is an absolute daily reminder that he's at work. I know the devil don't take no breaks, but neither does God, you know what I'm saying? That's and we right. all had a free will to do right or to do wrong, you know what I'm saying? And as you do right, <clears throat> because, you know... Um, uh, you attract what you are, yes. you know, and what you do and how you speak to people, how you treat people. You have your own aura and and uh, and that attracts, you know, good and bad. And, um, you know, I, I just my whole thing when I came home after serving 17 years in prison was stick to the script. Surround yourself with good, solid people, yes. supportive people, people who naturally care about you, have your best interests at heart. And number one is respect and appreciate you. You know what I mean? And like everybody that. That I'm around are just good 
genuinely good people you know and even even you know meeting you guys today you know what i'm saying like we all possess power and we all have the ability you know to do good to do you know and and be righteous you know what i mean and and to help and assist and support and in one another you know and that's why this platform was created for us to be able to ex expand our voices you know and i'm so thankful I'm thankful for even being invited here um, to even speak about fashion, Serenity's career, because she's going places. I told her mom the other day she's going places. She said that she's only been doing this for two months. Mm -hmm. Well, I know. It does I not know. seem like she's been doing this for two months. I know because I've seen like all the videos she's posted, the photo shoots, and I'm like, she looks like she knows what she's doing. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like I thought she had it. I thought she had an instructor, everything. and she was like, "No, my mom just taught me." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, "Wow!" So you're young, and you have so much room to grow, to learn, and uh, you already got a jump start on things. And you know, it's the connections, the networking, the resources. Yes. You know, everybody works together. Everybody moves forward together. You know, and, um, you know, even with you and your situation, you know, there's a lot of people who go into depression, who get defeated, there you are. know, fighting lupus. You know, you got women that fight, deal with fibromyalgia every day. You know, people who are fighting yes, cancer and too. all these types of things. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and, and I learned about it through it's friends. It's a connective disease to lupus, so um, a lot of people with lupus does have it. And people and, and women suffer, you know, yeah, they, they, they suffer and, like, and, and, and you still work and function and raise kids and have a job and do this and do that while you're enduring this. You know what I'm saying? And, yes. and people don't even know it because you just that strong. You know, you guys are just that awesome. And that's great. And like I said, man, I just I, I applaud yes. you guys. You know what I mean? And uh, I just think that it's great that you was able to dig deep and find that strength and find that motivation to not allow that to di dictate or to determine the direction that you go in in life you know what i'm yeah. saying you used it as as a form of uh you know strength and positivity and you've created your own business you've created you know you've created yeah you know what i'm saying for yourself yes you know and I'm then trying. all that spread it to <laughs> others you know now yeah. it's impacting her life and and, and veronica's life and yes we're know. gonna work together and now you guys are on the el nino together. podcast too so <laughs> yes. You know, all that happened overnight, man. That's God. That's God putting everything together, yes. you know. Yes, I is. love it when a plan comes together like that. But yeah. um, before we close out, I would love for you to be able to promote yourself. Let them know where they can find you. Find, you know. Uh, okay. Um, well, right now we're just online. Um, we have a Facebook page. Um, it's called Royalty Boutique again. Um, I am working on building a website. So it will be up soon. I will be posting that on Royal, Royalty Boutique's website on Facebook and um, making an Instagram. I'm building an Instagram also. So that'll be available also on the Facebook page. You can also follow my personal page. That's Queen Cat Shack. Queen Cat is one word. And it's spelled with a K. Queen K-A-T. Okay. All right. So and you what can about find you, out Serenity? anything there. Let them know where they can find you at. Uh, on Instagram, it's just Serenity underscore Atkinson. And TikTok, it's Serenity underscore Atkinson one. So, and then for Facebook, it's my mother's page. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, give them the information one more time if they want to vote, you know. and, and <clears throat> uh, It would be the MissMichiganTeenUSA.com slash vote and it would be hazel park 
terrible photo again. But um, say and it will say Serenity Atkinson. That's how you'll know it's me because that photo looks nothing like me. I like the photo. <laughs> I like it. You're the first it one to say that. It just looks like you're young. It looks like a young photo, and you are young, so mm. it's very it's representative. Let me ask you something. When you created your clothing line, did you create it for a certain kind of people or a certain kind of person? Or is your is your style like diverse? Like, is it for everybody? Well, it's I would say it's for everybody because there are so many different styles there. Um, I do have a diverse selection. Um, mm. I actually started thinking about starting a clothing line young. And we, my sisters and I took a sewing class while we were taking our modeling class. So that's when I started sewing around 12. Okay. Um, well, my grandma had early. taught me to start around 6, but I started really sewing around 12. And um, I've made clothes over the years, but I never really made them for other people mm-hmm. until about two years ago. So okay. um, I started my royalty boutique page a, a little under two years ago it'll be july 3rd will be two years okay um but i was encouraged by a lupus sister who passed away last year and she was also my cousin married into the family um her name was latanya johnson and she told me for like three years straight you need to start a boutique she said your style is too you have too much style not to start a boutique you have to start styling people and before she said it, I had been shopping for a lot of clothes and that I couldn't even fit. I would just see things, and I'm like, ooh, I like that. So I get it. And when she said it, I said, I'm going to go ahead and start my boutique because I had so much inventory and didn't even have a store. <laughs> <laughs> I was just buying things that I couldn't even fit. And it would be cute, but I can't wear it. Mm-hmm. So I'd give them away, like when somebody's birthday come or something. Mm-hmm. And after she said it, I said I was going to start my boutique. And right when I started my boutique, like maybe a month later, she passed away. Wow. And I didn't even know until a month after that. So it was like kind of a bittersweet moment for me. Well, you became a part of her legacy, you know. Yes. She she became a part of mine. Yeah, that's dope. You know, and she lives through your work, though. Yes, she will always live through my work. So I want to thank everybody who've been, you know, sharing, subscribing as always, viewing, supporting, all that good stuff. Shout out to my man Rob and his family at um, Guys Pizza, my brother at L.A. Landscaping, my sister-in-law at the Babe Cave underscore Down River. Check them out. Much love to all my family, friends, and loved ones. And uh, I'll see you guys next week at uh, 9 p.m. I got an awesome guest coming on, so stay tuned. Tap in. Much love and stay safe. And it got me upset. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.